Connor, I have a knot, and I don't know what it is. On today's episode of the Concast, we're going to attempt to answer that question. My name is Connor Collins. I'm a registered massage therapist and sports injury therapist practicing 45 minutes outside of Toronto, Ontario in Canada. And this is episode 32 of the Concast, a podcast where we attempt to discuss and answer some of the questions around health, wellness, and injuries in an attempt to better understand the human body. For today's episode... The request for this episode comes from a listener. They want me to discuss when somebody's feeling a knot or they see a knot, what might be the reasons why that is. And this is a really, really common question that I get not only from patients, but from newer therapists that I teach. And so I thought it would be an important topic to review. Now, before we get into this, Again, this isn't medical advice. Don't assume that any of the recommendations throughout this episode is a discussion specific to your case. Make sure that you get anything that is unrecognizable to you or concerning to you investigated by a medical professional. As well as, inevitably, there will be things in this podcast that I won't cover that will still fall into the same category of the feeling of a knot or the feeling of something either on the skin or underneath the skin. I think before we get into the topic, we should understand that this is a feeling. This is a feeling that you're having in the body or by the nervous system that can have some anatomy associated with it. But this is something that's usually brought to your attention by a sensation or a feeling rather than you noticing it first. More often than not, It is a feeling or a sensation that causes you yourself as the patient or a therapist to touch or palpate something, and then you feel this irregularity either on the skin or underneath the skin, and this either causes concern or brings about a discussion like today. I think when we look at this broader definition of not, all a not means is something that appears to be irregular either on top of the skin or underneath the skin, and this causes a need for investigation. When I look at these categories, and I'll be discussing some of the reasons as to what I think these are in a moment, these really fall into two categories, whether the concern is visible or the concern is invisible to the human eye. First, something that's visible. One of the primary things that this might be is this might be just normal anatomical variants and this is one of the very common things that I will see in that someone will come in and they'll have maybe an injury or a pain and they'll say you know this side of the arm appears more differently than the other I've got this knot or this visible piece of tissue underneath the skin is this normal or is is this abnormal and so the first thing is sometimes this is just normal what we discuss as anatomical variants, where while we think the human body is supposed to be symmetrical, often it is not. And so 
a right-side arm muscle might be greater than a left-sided arm muscle, or there may be distribution of fat that's different on one side of the body than the other. And these things are often just normal anatomical variances, and it's nothing but maybe a change in the muscle size and how that appears with respect to its relationship between the skin and then how you see it through the human eye. So the first thing for something visible is it might be just normal anatomical variance, might be an increase in a muscle, might be a little bit of increased fat deposit, might be a vein or an artery moving uh, in a different direction or a little bit more outside the arm than inside the arm. And all of the, these anatomical variances are things that we would consider to be normal and non-concerning. If there is something now that's visible, either be, being pushed up through the skin or on the skin, it should always be examined. And this is regardless of what you hear from your friends, your family, or the internet. So, for example, some of these things that might be visible are a lipoma. A lipoma is a increased density of fat in an area that causes essentially a benign tumor, a benign tumor being non-concerning unless it is pushing into something that's creating symptoms, but it is essentially a little fatty ball underneath the skin that gives the appearance of a cyst. Now these can happen anywhere in the body. They're very common to happen in the low back just above the pelvic bone, but this does not mean to say that they don't need to be investigated. In fact, because they are so common, many people will not investigate them, and then they can be things that are a little bit more sinister. The same thing goes true for cysts. So ganglion cysts are very common around the wrist uh, and the hand. We see ganglion cysts very, very often. It does not mean that every visible bump that's around the wrist or the hand is a ganglion cyst, and therefore you want to get imaging on it. You certainly want to get it ultrasounded to confirm that it is in fact that instead of being something a little bit more sinister, which would be the last category of something visible underneath the skin. It may be a tumor, a growth related to another disease, and so for this reason, anything that's visible underneath the skin, you always want to get investigated. Now, if we look at on top of the skin, so we see things like moles that are growing or lumps that are growing on the skin itself, you certainly always want to get those investigated. And for the therapists out there, if you're seeing something on, say, the back especially, you want to bring that to the patient's attention because often they are unaware of it. And generally, the rules of thumb for someone that is already aware of that is has there been a change in the size of the growth, the color of the growth, the shape of the growth, or the borders of the growth? Is the border of the growth was it symmetrical and smooth before and now it's become irregular as well as is there any exudate so bleeding or discharge from the growth and then is it uncomfortable or is there any associated pain when somebody touches it if they've already had it investigated and there's a change in any of these things and they're continually monitoring it then it's important that they go back to their family physician and get further follow-up on it so that summarizes the visible aspect. It might be normal anatomical variants. It might be more commonly a cyst, like a ganglion cyst, or a lipoma, which is a fatty deposit. And there are other categories of cysts, but it may also be something more sinister. And for that reason, you always want to get those things looked at by a medical professional. 
Next, let's move into the non-visible category. So this is something where, you know, you're touching your neck and you feel like, oh, I've got this knot in my neck and I'm not really sure what that is. And is that, first of all, something to be concerned with and what should be done about it? So let's look at some of the explanations and we'll first start with the one that we've already discussed, normal anatomical variance. One muscle may be larger than the other. So the right side of your neck, for example, may be larger than the left side of your neck. And because you feel that increased muscle size, you assume that that's a muscle knot and therefore there's something wrong with that. The second major reason is that of spasm as well as tone. So when tissues get injured, often their response or the nervous system response is to increase their tone. And this is one of the primary reasons for the perception of knots or muscle knots or however you want to characterize them is that if the tone of a muscle or even more importantly, the tone of many muscles where there's an intersection increase, that will increase the perception of that area and increase the density or the perceived density when you push on it. And this is one of the reasons you then feel a knot. If you have three or four muscles that are increased in tone, pulling in different directions, they're going to push up against the skin. And when you then push down against the skin, you are perceiving that increased density compared to maybe the uninjured side. And that's why you have this perception that there's a knot there. It may not even be that there's an actual bunching of tissue. It may just be that perceived tone within an intersection of a number of muscles. Very, very common to see that. One of the other reasons that we can have this perception of knots is there are areas in the body known as neuromuscular junctions. And this is often where the nerves in our body pierce through tissue. In particular, the peripheral nerves, which are nerves that feed the legs and the arms. Now, what can happen in areas of neuromuscular junction is as the nerves perforate or pierce through the tissue, the muscle, the skin, and the fascia or connective tissue, as well as the fat, they can sometimes get caught, they can sometimes get irritated, or they can increase the tone of the tissue around the area where they pierce through and this can often be perceived as a little bit of a knot. This can also be quite tender to the touch. Whereas in the first example, it was an intersection of a number of muscles that were increased in tone. In this second example, we're seeing that a nerve is piercing through the tissue, and that's the area that you perceive as the quote-unquote knot. And I would say these first two explanations account for the vast majority of probably what we consider to be knots or you're considering to be a knot when you're coming in to see somebody for this this feeling that you're having. If we look at the third major reason why you might be feeling knots somewhere, it may be that you've had an injury or an old injury that's there. And when we have an injury, especially a substantial one to the soft tissues in particular, the muscles or the ligaments, the body will repair those and in doing so it can create a different sensation. So when we have a tear, what can happen is the body will fill with a different type of connective tissue that was there before known as type 3 collagen. And this is sometimes what people refer to as scar tissue. 
The other thing that it can do is it can go through what's called fatty infiltration. So you can have fat that goes into the area that was torn. Or the tear, because it was so large, can remain a divot. And this gives a different perception to touch. So this might feel like a divot, but depending upon what side of the tissue you're on, it may also feel like a knot or a lump. So if you have had an old injury that you're aware of, then this might be in fact an old injury that's either filled in with fat or scar tissue, which is a completely normal part of healing, or because the injury was so substantial, there might be a little bit of a divot left in the soft tissue. This doesn't necessarily mean that your function is going to be disabled as a result of that. It may improve over time. It may stay the same. It doesn't have a tendency to really get any worse, but that could be the third reason why you're experiencing these knots in your body. It might, in fact, be an old injury. Number four, we see a lot with respect to the neck. This is when joints or joint segments that articulate or touch each other will get stiff or restricted in movement. And a lot of the times when people are pushing along the side of their neck and they feel this little knot, it's an area where the joints of the neck are stacking on top of each other and there may be some irritation around the joint. The joint may be a little bit stiffer. It may not be moving as well as it should when they're moving their neck around. And this gives this perception that in fact there's a knot there. Often what happens is that when the person's lying then on the table, that perception goes away because they stop holding their neck up. And when you reduce the forces of gravity, all the tissue and the joints relax as well as the joint space, and that feeling of a knot goes away. So it might just be irritation around the joint or the joint segments that's causing that perception that you have a knot. The last reason why you might experience knots is maybe the most important from a medical perspective, and that might be in fact that it may be something a little bit more sinister. It may be a growth, either a benign tumor, so a tumor that is non-cancerous, which can still cause complications if it gets large enough. It might be a malignant tumor or a cancer that can spread, and that's why this is so important. And if there is any takeaway from this episode, if you're speaking with your friends or speaking with other people, and they're mentioning these things to you, or they, especially with respect to some of the more common things like, oh, I've, I've been told I have a lipoma or a ganglion cyst and they're showing you this, make sure to mention and verify that they've had this examined by a medical expert and got some imaging on it. That is the really, really important thing because while the majority of these are non-sinister, there are a handful that are, and if they are caught early, then hopefully they can get the appropriate medical care from specialists to help them deal with whatever condition that they have. And like I mentioned earlier, there have been a number of cases that I'm aware of that these look completely characteristic of something like a lipoma or a ganglion cyst and they end up not being that. And I'm not saying this to scare you, but simply to urge you to get everything examined that you're unfamiliar with, especially these visible lumps or markings on the skin that you think have grown. So the follow-up question I get a lot to once we've established why we think that feeling might be there or there is something visible that's there and it's been characterized as something non-sinister like a lipoma, can it be treated 
and or what should be done about it. And the first thing that I'll ask the patient are a few questions. First question, is the area painful or is it uncomfortable? Is it causing any type of restriction? So is it causing a restriction in your wrist range of motion or your shoulder range of motion? Does it bother you? And this might be because of your your restricted range of motion and pain, or it might be something cosmetic and it's really bothersome for you. And then does it affect your activities of daily living? So are you having a hard time doing the things you love because of this particular knot? Now, if it's not something visible and it's some of the things that we talked about earlier with respect to cross sections of muscles and nerves perforating through skin, then treatment might help reduce the sensation of that. And if it's the intersection of tissue and you can correct that, then a lot of the time that perception of a knot will go away. And sometimes it won't. Sometimes you'll still be able to go about your activities of daily living. You won't have any pain or discomfort. But when you push on that area, it still feels different than the other side. And if that's the case, then I usually encourage people to not try to worry about it too much. It may go away over time. It may stay the same. Sometimes it might flare up if you're doing something to aggravate it. But other than that, it's probably not going to cause you any other complications. So from my perspective, if I do think that it's caused by the musculoskeletal system or the nervous system, then I'll use usually normal treatment methods and exercise and movement rehabilitation to try and augment the tissue in the area as well as improve the nervous system and in hopes that that sensation will calm down over time. Clarifying again that the majority of what they're experiencing is the sensation around the tissue because that's probably been there for quite some time before somebody has actually noticed it. And so I think that's important when educating people that it's probably been there for a while and it might be something that you've just done to cause your nervous system to pay a little bit more attention to it. Now, in terms of the more visible things, things like lipomas and ganglion cysts, with respect to manual therapy uh, or instrument-assisted techniques and the use of that on these visible knots or cysts, there isn't really any great evidence to support that. And often I will suggest that they go back to their family doctor who usually will refer them to a specialist for either a surgery to have it removed. Often there are aspirations and injections, so they will, if they can draw fluid from it to decrease its size and then inject it with a steroid to reduce its growth, there are very positive outcomes with respect to that. But in terms of using manual therapy and exercise to get rid of a benign growth, That's not something that's really within the scope of practice, especially if it has not been properly diagnosed, as well as there aren't really any great outcomes to support the use of manual therapy to reduce the tone of these tissues, and medical interventions are often seen as a more favorable route. So my question for you is, has this episode helped give you an explanation of some of these things that you were feeling in the past? If so, comment below. I'd love to know. And a really, really important takeaway from this episode, if you know anyone with a visible lump, either on the skin or just underneath the skin, make sure they're always getting it looked at by a medical professional. As always, folks, I hope that you found this episode to be valuable for you. Have yourselves a great weekend, and we'll see you in the next one.